is getting as clear as possible with the things you actually have influence over and can control. That's what creates the momentum. There's a lot of dynamics that are happening from an from a uncertainty standpoint. But if we can create as much certainty with the things that we can actually control, like being on the same page, like consistently moving in the direction, like in it, what it does too is it actually empowers us to adapt quicker to changes. Unleashing your best in life and work. This is The Game Changers with Eric Bolts and host Dale Dixon. Finding clarity to unleash your best in life and work. Welcome to The Game Changers podcast. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, along with Eric Bowles, who coaches, trains, and inspires leaders to unleash their potential and the potential of those around them. Fantastic to be with you again, Eric. Uh, always great being with you, my brother. So we always like to dive right in to the content, and we talked about the amount of travel that you have been <laughs> engaged in, and the the number of conversations you're having around this idea of clarity, and how hard it is to achieve for businesses, uh, and how important it is to do well. Yeah. So set yeah. us up on the clarity front. Okay, so on the clarity front, we, Dale, you and I, we it's not, and not only have we talked about it, but it's something we're going to continue to talk about, right? Because, uh, the way I like to describe clarity is even in, uh, uh, whether it's business sports, whatever, there's something called TNT, right? And we call it explosive plays. They, 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 what people consider game change moments. And when you hear the word TNT, typically people are thinking explosions, right? But what TNT actually stands for is, takes no talent okay we win games we win at business uh we get things done we reach reach results with many of the things that take no talent okay what happens most of the time in most organizations businesses even in sports is we have to use talent to make up for the things that took no talent if we would have just done the things properly like if this was football if you just lined up in the for, in the right place in the first place it makes all the difference in the world in business if we would have just taken a little more time truly ensuring that we're speaking the same language that we're creating common ground even the word communication what it means is common ground and we we're so quick to move from the conversation to activity that it creates problems. So in my travels, I've been all over the, in this short period of time, been all over the world. And what's fascinated me more than anything was the, 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 the same thing was everywhere, even though it may be described differently, like chemistry or we need to get alignment or we don't, but at the root of each of these challenges, many times uh, deal where people assumed it was maybe a personality conflict or different priorities or whatever. Really, it was just confusion in the first place that we were people were having. They were using the same words, but those pictures didn't match. They didn't realize that our pictures didn't match. So when we said, hey, we need to move with urgency. Great. But if you don't define urgency, if you don't measure urgency, if we're, you know, your urgency and my urgency aren't quite the same, you know, and so instead of getting clear there, we will then not move fast enough and people will assign they're just not engaged or I need so-and-so to step up and they're not stepping up. And these are the kind of uh, things that we were seeing when I was traveling across the board. So I want to go back to TNT takes no talent and make sure that um, we are all clear that just because on the field, in the boardroom, 
it doesn't take talent, but it takes skill. And skill is something we work on over and over again. So today we're talking about developing the skills for clarity. Yes. So one of the things um, we use often is, uh, and I used it a little earlier, but think about a coach who's having that conversation with his team. There's no one on the team who's not talented or you wouldn't be there. So, you know, to think we're going to win just because we're more talented, we only win when we're more talented when we do the things that take no talent properly. Okay, that's the only way. Well, in business, I ask leaders this often. I said, listen, how well are, how effective are you right now at the things that take no money? Okay. Uh, having clarity in a meeting that you have all the time is huge. So why would you just evaluate how much money's in the room already to leave that room and not be on the same page when you can get there is, is criminal. And the cost of that confusion is not only in frustration, but it's time, it's energy, it's waste, it's all those things. And it's not always looked at like that. So, uh, you know, when we talk about clarity and on these travels I've gone into, you know, I've said it before, but really being clear on the same page. What are we doing? Or, you know, what is it that we want? What are we going after? What's the problem? These, these simple questions, what, why, how, with flexibility, cost of inaction, and making sure we're all on the same page with that. And I'll give you one, one example, Dale, there was one client who's, I mean, we're talking about 100 million, 100 million plus with a particular project. And one of the leading project managers, one of the leaders of it, had a great conversation with me. Uh, she's a powerful leader, but it was so good where she just sat there and said, I've had to pause because the more conversations we've had around something we've already budgeted for and spending money, we need to slow down because we are not as tight. We're not on the same page as much as we thought we were. And I said, you may have started on the same page. You may begin on the same page. But once people get going, they forget to come back to make sure we are still connected, that we are moving in the same direction. And it's a simple thing, but I know I use football a lot, but I just think it's a great example. There's a reason why we have to continuously huddle, right? I mean, I, we, we love the no huddle offense, and that usually looks really good in, you know, in the end of the game, or there's a lot of colleges that do it, but that's college football. That's not pro football. Right. Nobody can run no huddle in pro football. Why? Because the defense is too strategic. They're too sophisticated. They're, they're playing more games. It's not that simple. And I would say the same thing for those of us who are in business that what we're, what, what's, there's too many variables in the equation that are complex. So we have to make sure that things that we can make clear and make simplified that we do. If we don't do that, the, what's complex about the variables that can influence us that we don't have control over. And then what we do have control over ends up complex, which makes it more confusing. Now we're getting hit twice. Mm. So step number one, I hear you say is that it requires regular check-ins. It's the, it's the consistent huddle because I don't think many of us in leadership will pause and actually have the level of conversation that the executive had with you to say, wait a minute, I don't think we're clear. It's we've talked about it. We've agreed uh, and we're moving forward. We've got to get things done. Yep. Yep. 
You what you just said is is where the fallacy is, where the where we have a tendency to not to overlook how significant that moment is. I, I like to remind leaders and everyone listening, this is for us personally. Even, even think about it in your own home. What you say is not as important as what the other person understands. <laughs> and so, okay, so it's probably a good idea to make sure we all understand. Think about the word understand. We must, what's under us, we stand under. We need to, we all need to be able to stand on this. So let's make sure what we're standing on is solid. And it only requires a little more conversation, like a simple question, like, okay, tell guys or a team, tell me what you heard. Tell me what you're hearing. What, tell me what you're picturing when I say this. What did we just agree to? These little statements to make sure before we run up to the line of scrimmage, and I'm using football as an analogy, but it's so good. You can have everybody super talented, but if we get up to the line of scrimmage and you either forget to play or you forget the, the count that it's on, and all of a sudden you hear see somebody jumps off uh, false starts. We got to go back five yards. That completely changes the play we can run. That completely changes what we can do. We're actually going backwards. And the defense didn't even have to make a play. It was just our lack of execution or clarity on our side. And this is why the emphasis, and don't get me wrong, I am I love inspiration. I love being fired up. I love motivation. I, you know, that's, that's, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm about. But do not confuse, like, I never want people to, don't confuse the value of intensity over consistency. I take consistency all day long. Consistent execution done the right way leads to big plays. Intensity is we have to create a trick play to try to make up for what we can't do consistently. And that's a bad way to lead and a bad way to run a business. I'm thinking of the communication axiom. There's the message I intend to send. There's the message I send. And then there's the message received. And usually <laughs> the three don't line up. Yes. And, but we've got to remember that because we forget in the moment. Yeah. So now, if we – oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say this too. And for the leaders who are hearing it, yeah, there is a – one subtlety to this, but that I've been really challenging teams and, and, and especially when we're all adults, I understand in our homes with our kids or whatever, but as adults on teams, there's a huge responsibility for the leader to create clarity and give clarity, but that's not a one direction issue. We're all responsible. So that means when the team's here and they're not clear to not ask for clarity, it's foolish as well. To go out there without clear information and work really hard only to come back and realize it was the wrong thing. Don't just be mad at the leader. Also look at yourself going, what could I have asked? What could I have pushed for? What could I ensure to make sure I'm in alignment? These days of just shaking my head, yes, that I get it. When you really don't, why not make sure you do? Don't let ego or fear of how you're going to be viewed or people will say that's not the case, but many times that's what's going on. I mean, we leave too many conversations with action items and almost lose sight on what is it we're trying to accomplish? What are we actually trying to do? And when we ask these clarifying questions strong enough, we might find new methods to get the same thing done way more efficiently. And so these are the kind of, uh, I've been encouraging leaders to have. Now, it can feel like you're going slow when you're having these conversations, but you're not. This is why leaders have to think 
differently. Do not confuse being busy with being productive. We, we have to fight that. There's a part of all of us that feels we're only getting something done when we're moving. You're just spinning. You're not moving. Look, the goal is to make progress. There's nothing worse than watching a, a ball player, an athlete, you know, whether it's football or basketball. Just moving a whole lot of, just moving like crazy, not going anywhere. Just going side to side, you know, sideline to side, 53 yards. They went all the way sideline to sideline, but at the end of the play, they gained three yards. That is just waste. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I encourage leaders to please don't view this as we don't have enough time. Actually, you can't afford not to do it because if you don't do it initially, you're going to end up having to do it again. Absolutely. I think of this from the standpoint what you just shared as the opportunity to lead from the middle. And we have folks who are in organizations, they might not be in that leadership role, but there is a massive opportunity to lead from where they're at, no matter where they're at in the organization. And this idea of getting clarity is the perfect opportunity because I guarantee you, if you're not 100% clear, most of the room is not 100% clear. Whoever is listening to this podcast, please hear what Dale just said. I have in my coaching experience. Now, you know, when people ask me, those who I coach with, all these leaders and CEOs and stuff that I coach right now, they weren't always in that role. So many of them I was coaching when they weren't at the top and they were big, they weren't even in the middle. They were, you know, a little further out in the organization for But by learning to practice that, they became invaluable on so many teams they were a part of. Their influence grew not because of their job description, but they wouldn't leave a meeting until they had clarity and they assumed no if and they'd be okay with it. Like, hey, I'm okay not having clarity. One of the things I I worked hard, so they would ask that question. So that would create influence. I remember uh, one time my youngest daughter, uh, who had some uh, struggles from learning challenges uh, uh, that that she had and they, where she went through accommodations, different things she did it, and has been able to just thrive, right? But one of the things we did early when she would be a little bit embarrassed to, uh, you know, if she didn't understand something because of how the, it processed for her, and and she would uh, literally come home and say, Dad, I'm just upset I didn't get it. I said, but did you ask, did you ask the teacher? Did you ask? And she goes, well, no. I don't. So I was like, honey, you will never be in trouble for your grades. I will never get on you for that. But if I ever hear that you had the opportunity to get clarity, but fear stopped you from asking for it, that's what the problem is going to be. So I want you to go tomorrow and you practice asking questions of your professor, of your teacher. It doesn't matter what the other students think, right? I want you to get resilient with asking for that. Man, I'm telling you, fortunately for both my girls, the amount of impact, influence in, in, in that they've grown is because they're willingly asked a question only to discover half the room had the same question, but they would not let it go. So Madison would stand up and go, if, even if somebody would <laughs> happen before, it was like, oh, Madison's like, I don't mind any of your opinions. I am going to get clarity here because I don't understand. And what was amazing is how often it helped the teacher create greater clarity for everyone else. So when we ask these questions for clarity, it's not just for our benefit. I promise you, everybody benefits. And that is the definition of a leader. 
It doesn't matter job title. It doesn't matter job description. That practice is the very definition of growing in our leadership influence. For those driving who cannot take notes, I'm just capturing these points. So number one, it's regularly check in. It's the constant, it's the, it's the continual huddle, so to speak. Uh, number two, checking for clarity, both directions. This is the lead from the middle opportunity. And the third thing is that we've got to recognize our fear and power through it. And it's the fear of how we're going to be perceived by others. Now, all these are very tightly intertwined, but it's yes. really this process we're laying out for listeners to better understand. These are the tactical, actionable things that I need to be doing daily. This is the skill set. This is, this doesn't take talent. This takes skill to do this. Yep. Just the practice of this over and over and practice in every area. So, so when I say practice in every area, start asking questions, tell me what you heard. Uh, when are, are we, are we seeing the same thing? Let me tell you what I see when you say that, like we're that kind of descriptive words, it, it allows us to picture the same thing. We say it again. We have not communicated until our pictures match. It's when our pictures match. And I always say what gets pictured gets done, not necessarily what said gets done. So it's very important that we understand the value in leaders. That is our job. Our job, we know clarity increases effectiveness. I mean, it it, it has a compound effect on, on effectiveness. Confusion does the very opposite. And many times confusion is more a result of neglect than anything else. We just didn't stay on it long enough. We left it too soon. And the leaders, we have to, we, we have to be careful as leaders too, because many of the things that we uh, tell people we want done or whatever, we may have spent a lot more time thinking about it and talking about it than the audience who has to carry it out. And so, so keep that in mind that just because you think you're tired of saying the same thing over and over again, it doesn't mean the same audience members has heard the same thing over and over again. By the time you get tired of saying it, you've just gotten started and you have to close that with asking, tell me what you heard. Tell me when I say that, what do you see? That is your job. We are, our job is to eliminate as much confusion out of the way as possible. I work with a leader who likes to ask the question and talk about what does good look like in this mm-hmm. situation. And if if it's a project, it helps us see the end from the beginning. Oh, what does what does good look like? So it's another tool, I think, in that toolbox of conversation starters. No matter, and, and it's a great opportunity to get clarity um, if you're being directed by somebody to go start a project. So what does good look like in this situation? Right. Yep. Yep. Every single time. Uh, Stephen Covey, I mean, we all know that when he said begin with the end in mind and, but begin with the end in mind, that means begin having real clarity of what the end in mind looks like. Like if we can, we don't spend enough time on that. And then as a result, we spend most of our time on the actions to be taken. And then when those aren't the right actions, now we open up the door for frustration, feels like my leader doesn't appreciate me. I want to be rewarded for work that even even though I was busy, it didn't necessarily create a lot of value. But because it didn't create a lot of value, I'm upset that you don't value it anyways. I mean, all these little things go on. And I always felt like my father, you know, before he passed away, the, the retired pastor used to say it so well. He says, son, if there's... Hey, over and over, he says, son, if it's cloudy in the pulpit, it's raining in the congregation, <laughs> right? So if there's confusion at the top, 
there's a high probability that confusion is multiplied significantly further out into the organization. So what are some other ways and other checks and balances that, that need to be put in place to um, ensure clarity? What, yeah, for, for clarity, we always talk about these check-ins or these huddles. This clarity works at every level within the organization. And so uh, we're, we're even talking about cl- clarity even helps us make sure that we don't start a day. Even a team doesn't start a day. Until they know what the, the, what does a good play look like? What does a good day look like? What does this next good hour look like? It's just it's just a quick little reminder so we know we're on point, right? Um, um, it is in in practical ways. Sometimes for leaders, I ask you to just do skip level check. It, this isn't formal. It can be done informally. You know, you go up to say, "Hey, tell me what matters most. Tell me what you're working on today." Turn around, and it just allows everybody to have a clear picture of what's being done. Uh, at the end of the day, do we trust? Yes. But I, was it Ronald Reagan said, we trust, but we verify, right? Like we want to verify. And again, the purpose isn't for micromanaging. The purpose isn't just, the purpose is we can't afford the waste that comes. All Everybody's going to work hard anyways, but to be working hard on the wrong thing or to not maximizing our effort. And when all this work is focused and directed in the same place, you can't even measure the compound effect of that. I mean, that, that it's just it, that, that's what synergy is. And many times we don't get the benefit of synergy simply because of confusion, not because of lack of talent, not because of lack of want to. It, there's a, everybody wants to. It's just the skill to stay there until every you are clear as much as possible. We know exactly what it is we got to do. So is this one of, if not the biggest challenges you see in business as, as you're working in so many different companies around the world? Yeah, yeah. I, I, Dale, I would say absolutely right now it is. And, and the reason is there's so much uncertainty surrounding everything. So, you know, there was a, you know, I would say it this way, man, when, you know, people often use sports as an analogy for business. And I would, I would say in some cases, yes, but business is way harder because in sports, most of the rules never change. Like the football field is the same size. Like, you know, they, we might complain about certain rules, but, you know, basketball, the hoop's the same height. Uh, track and field is still 100 meters. Like all these different things. Well, in business, that the, what's inbounds and out of bounds keeps changing. Uh, what's okay, what isn't. I mean, there's so many variables that change the way the game is played in terms of how it's impacted. And so when, when I'm, when, when leaders are, uh, when we're having these conversations is getting as clear as possible with the things you actually have influence over and can control. That's what creates the momentum. There's a lot of dynamics that are happening from a, from an uncertainty standpoint, but if we can create as much certainty with the things that we can actually control, like being on the same page, like consistently moving in the direction, like and it, what it does, too, is it actually empowers us to adapt quicker to changes, right? Because we're already on the same page. But if we're not, and then the variables hit us that we don't have control over, then all of a sudden it can really throw us. That's why when we talk about clarity, about being flexible on the how, we can be flexible on the how when we're a tight unit, we're a tight team. But if we can't, you know, if we're not tight, and variables from the outside hit us. I mean, that's hard to recover. It's hard to adapt to. 
Well, you have given us some really good things to go and practice today. Any other, any final words for us? Uh, no, just, just like we say every time, and I'm going to say it each and every time, like the, what we're describing around clarity, like all the other things we do is this, these are, just, these are the foundations for winning habits, not just winning games, just the winning habit. The winning the game follows, but these habits are, are, are what's in front and the, the return on the investment of gaining clarity, these little one minute, two minute, three minute, five minute additional conversations after a meeting, you can't even measure the return on that. All right? And so, so I just encourage everybody to realize it's progression, not perfection, but this is the beginning of winning habits. So just we try to do our best to practice it daily. Progression, not perfection. Marinate on that one. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right. Eric, thank you so much. Uh, just the quick housekeeping items. If you have not subscribed to this podcast, please find your favorite podcast app and subscribe while you're there. We would really appreciate you rating and reviewing this podcast. It means a lot. Uh, we love to hear the feedback. Number one, feedback is the fuel of champions. And so your feedback is appreciated. Hopefully we have earned that five-star review. That also helps others find this podcast. So your rating, review, really important along with subscription. And then finally, if you would pass this episode on to someone who would benefit, that would be fantastic. This is the Game Changers podcast with Eric Bowles, who coaches, trains, and inspires leaders to unleash their potential and the potential of those around them. You can learn more about Eric at thegamechangersinc.com and uh, and always reach out to him on LinkedIn as well. He's active there on the socials. Thank you, Eric. You have a fantastic week. You too, my friend. We will talk to you next time. The Game Changers. Unleashing your best in life and work with Eric Bowles and Dale Dixon. Eric is an executive coach, leadership expert, change consultant, and keynote speaker. Read his book, Moving to Great, and find him at ericbowles.com. Connect with Dale at daledixonmedia.com.